Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. How do two teen girl sisters end up dead north of Dallas? And what exactly is an honor killing? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to this. Harvey, 911, what is your What's going on, ma'am? I'm dying, that's Okay, let me transfer you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get the uh, fire department online, okay? Hold on one sec, okay? Fire department. 
Irving Fire Department. Ma'am, are you still there? Ma'am, are you still there? All I've got is she's telling me she's dying. I'm getting... I've got a... Why are you still there, ma'am? Ma'am, what is your address? Ma'am. Then ensues the desperate search for two young girls. You were just hearing the 911 call made by two sisters, Sarah and Amina, near Dallas, Texas. You can hear her say, I'm dying. That's what's up. Crying, pleading, begging. But they couldn't be located immediately. Listen to our friends at WFAA. You hear her last breath. She was fighting till the very end. After that call, there was a frantic search for the girls. But technology was limited and the phone couldn't be traced. Police drove up and down the streets, searching for more than an hour. Having 911 search, what's your emergency? But then, another 911 call. A cab driver at the Omni reported seeing two girls in a taxi slumped over and possibly dead. Is there blood coming from her here? To hear these 911 calls and connect them to two beautiful teen girls is overwhelming. When I first listened to the 911 call, I had to stop midway and gather myself and listen to it again, knowing that I was hearing hearing what we call in the law a dying declaration. Words spoken as the life literally ebbs away from the victim. Their last words. And this is from a teen girl, one of them about the age of my little girl and my son. It's hard to connect two beautiful teen girls dying, shot dead in the back of a cab. Police try desperately to find them when another 911 call comes in regarding two girls slumped over in a cab at the Omni. Take a listen now to more of the 911 call. The cab in our cab stands doesn't appear that there's a driver, um, but there are two people inside the cab, one in the uh, passenger seat and one in the rear of the vehicle. Uh, one of the people in the in the passenger seat looks like she's hunched over and she has blood coming from her ear. It doesn't look like they're alive to me. I understand that. We've got our officers in now. Joining me is an all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now. Again, I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First, I want to go to high-profile lawyer joining me out of L.A. It's Troy Slayton with the Slayton Lawyers Group. You can find him at Troy Slayton. Troy, I want to speak very quickly and narrowly to you regarding 911 calls. I would very often start jury trials with 911 calls because that takes us in that moment to the time of the incident. Unlike a witness, unlike a diagram or a a crime scene photo, we are in it at the moment of the incident. Would you agree? I do agree, Nancy. And the defense attorney will obviously object to it on the basis that the statements are hearsay. They're out-of-court statements being offered for their truth. But as you pointed out in your opening, there are several exceptions to the hearsay rule that would let this in. 
Number one, it's a dying declaration. And number two, an excited utterance, something that's being said in the moment of a, of a serious and alarming incident is typically um, allowed in because it's reliable. Troy Slayton is a veteran trial lawyer joining us out of L.A. at Slayton Lawyers Group. Hearsay, what is it? I don't like throwing around technical legal terms. Hearsay is one of those. It's very simply saying in court what somebody else said. And there are some times that that's okay. But when that other person, the third person that was speaking, cannot be cross-examined, then it can't come in, except for certain exceptions, such as dying declaration. Why can't it come in? Because it's, it's unreliable. In a court of law, we need to be able to test evidence through the cross-examination process to allow a jury to hear from the, the witness and have them be tested about their testimony. Were you able to see it? Were you, was your eyesight good? Do you have a good memory? Do you remember other things around the time? So that's what the whole point of examining witnesses and cross-examining witnesses. You're right. You're right. Under our Constitution, under the Sixth Amendment, you have a right to a lawyer and the right to an appeal and the right to cross-examine witnesses brought against you. So hearsay is unreliable, Nancy. Exactly. If you can't bring this witness on, that was speaking, and that is the dead teen girl, then she can't be cross-examined. And therefore, there is a leg to stand on that this should not come into evidence at any given procedure. However, the dying declaration and the excited utterance exceptions may very well override that and it be allowed in. Again, you're hearing 911 calls made by two teen girls that are literally bleeding out, dying in the back of a cab. Why? With me, as I said, an all-star panel. I want to go right now to renowned psychiatrist joining us out of the Atlanta jurisdiction, Dr. Angela Arnold. You can find her at AngelaArnoldMD.com. Dr. Angie, thank you for being with us. I find it incredible, amazing, miraculous that this teen girl had the wherewithal to speak to 911 in the way that she did. And to even call 911. It, it is incredible. You know what I? You know what it shows me, Nancy. She did not want someone to get away with this. She knew she was dying, which must have been a horrible feeling for her. But she also did not want someone to get away with this, did she? I think she was desperately hoping there was a way she and her sister could be saved. Let's hear again our cut three. This is one of the teen girl victims begging for help. Listen. Harvey, 911, what is your emergency? Hi. What's going on, ma'am? I'm dying, that's Okay, let me transfer you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get uh, our department online, okay? Hold on one sec, okay? Department. Irving Fire Department. Ma'am, are you still there? Ma'am, are you still there? All I've got is she's telling me she's dying. I'm getting. I've got a. Why are you still there, ma'am? 
Ma'am, what is your address? Ma'am. I hate hearing a 911 call. It's really hard playing them for juries, but it's the truth. And it's, it's beyond a, a jury's right. They cannot turn away from the evidence. They have to confront it. I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, but it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zinn nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zinn pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zinn fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zinn pouch in is you. Zinn is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zinn pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Who, what, where, why, and when? Who would want to kill these two young girls? Literally shooting them dead, multiple gunshot wounds in the back of a cab. Have you ever heard of honor killings? Take a listen to our friends at Now This World. An honor killing is the murder of one family member by another due to a perceived shameful act by the victim upon their family or community. They are predominantly carried out in honor-based societies, which define a person's standing by their integrity in the eyes of the community. 
Those with honor are generally viewed as good, while those without are shamed. In these societies, women are believed to dishonor their families through immoral, often sexual, behavior. Because a woman is generally understood as a man's property, their betrayal strips away their honor and can be punishable by death. Honor killings can happen as the result of a woman seeking to escape from an arranged marriage or having an extramarital affair. They can also stem from actions as basic as dating someone not accepted by a family or wearing Western clothing. Dating someone not accepted by the family or wearing Western clothing will get you killed in an honor killing. <clears throat> and this occurs in, quote, honor-based societies. What's honorable about killing a woman who doesn't do what you tell her to do? How is that honorable? Take a listen to Archana. Hold on. Take a listen to Archana Payara with Sanctuary for Families on 48 Hours. When a young woman strays from what her family expects and she tries to stand up for what might be her legal rights, her family may react, retaliate by killing her or hurting her in order to avenge her misbehavior and clean its own honor, redeem itself in the face of the community. Primarily occurring in parts of the Middle East, South Asia, and North Africa, cases of honor violence are now being found in Europe, Canada, and the United States. Experts have no handle on the exact number of cases, but worldwide the UN estimates that at least 5,000 women are murdered each year in the name of honor. I've heard of honor killings in third world countries, but not here on U.S. soil, not a few miles shy of Dallas, Texas. No, haven't heard of that happening until now. Joining me in addition to high-profile lawyer Troy Slayton, psychiatrist Dr. Angela Arnold, is John Gard, Chief Deputy, Pitt County Sheriff's Office, Dr. Jeffrey M. Jimson, Professor of Forensic Pathology and Director of Autopsy Forensic Services at University of Michigan Medical School. But first, to Christy Mazurik, Emmy Award-winning investigative reporter. I want to hear about the two girls, where they were found dead, and the nature of their injuries, Christy. So the girls were spotted by a cab driver inside a taxi cab, shot multiple times. As any traveler uh, might be aware or notice, in front of a hotel, you'll have a line of taxi cabs. This one didn't have a driver in it, but it had two passengers slumped over, according to this cab driver who made the second 911 call. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, Christy Missouri. I mean, I'm thinking specifically about the cab line at LaGuardia. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Now, I mean, it's really long, but it's handled in a very orderly manner. And if you're, if the cab is in front, the taxi's in the front of the line, the other cabs won't take a customer until that cab leaves with a customer or just leaves. So I'm imagining outside this Omni Hotel, there's a line of cabs and a line of people waiting to get taxis, but the front cab won't leave. Is it moving? The passengers aren't moving and there is no person behind the wheel. And so the number two cab driver gets up and goes to check on the cab to find out what's happening. Is that how it went down? That's right. And he finds the two girls slumped, lifeless. How many times were they shot, Christy? Several, in close range. 
Well, you're right, Chrissy Mazurik. Uh, Sarah was shot nine times and Amina was shot twice. An honor killing. What is that? And what does that have to do with these two young girls? Take a listen to this. This email Amina reportedly sent to her Louisville teacher days before her death, confiding that her father was arranging her marriage, so she and her sister were going to run away. I know that he will search until he finds us, and he will, without any drama or doubt, kill us. How many times, oh, and by the way, you're hearing our friends at 5 NBC, that was Maria Guerrero. How many times to you, Troy Slayton, have you had a case where the murder victim says, he, she is going to kill me. Here's a great example, Troy, and you and I have discussed this one a hundred times. Do you remember Jody Arias and boyfriend Travis Alexander? How many times did his friend say, get away from her. She's evil. You're going to end up dead. She's going to stalk you and stab you a hundred times. And she did. That's exactly what happened. I've had so many cases where typically a woman will say, he's going to kill me. Here's the key to get into my house. Here's a safe place. Here's a phone. Uh, if anything happens to me, he did it. And here you have this little teen girl telling a teacher he will track us down no matter how long it takes and kill us. It happens, Nancy. And also in this case, uh, Amina told her boyfriend that she knew she was going to die. At this young age, they're already contemplating their deaths. I mean, John Gard is joining me, Chief Deputy Pitt County Sheriff's Office in Greenville, who specializes in domestic violence cases. John Gard, how many times have you seen a murder victim, a homicide victim, state like a premonition, X is going to kill me? You know, we get that a lot in our uh post-homicide investigations, you know, after a homicide occurs and we're running down the history. And, of course, that helps us, you know, lay out premeditation in some of the cases. We don't have that all the time, obviously. But in this one, you have that and then the dying declaration that I think is really, really strong. It really is. As a matter of fact, let's take a listen to the beginning again of that 911 call. The teen girl is screaming and, and, and crying so badly. It's really hard to make out what she says, but listen carefully. Harvey, 911, Did you hear that? She says, my dad, my dad is trying to to kill me. That is why defense attorneys would fight tooth and claw to keep this out. If you listen carefully, you hear it. You hear her pointing out who her killer is, Troy Slayton. Yes, Nancy, and that's why uh, the defense attorney in this case says that oftentimes when people are in um, periods of trauma that they hallucinate and the uh, therefore the statement is unreliable and shouldn't be admitted into evidence. Okay, you need to get that out of your mouth right now because nobody is believing that these girls hallucinated who shot them dead in a cab. And Christy Missouri, isn't it true the uh, the dad is a cab driver? He is a cab driver. Can we connect him to this cab? Correct. He is connected to that cab. He was driving them in his cab and after the shooting went missing. It's amazing to me that this is called an honor killing of all things. But there were uh, 
there were so many signs. There was a trail a mile wide leading up to the murders. Take a listen to our friends at WFAA. These are videos that have rarely been seen. Wow, well, look at this ice. This is the officer Saeed. Okay, turn it off, Dad. With his teenage daughters, Amina and Sarah. He followed them everywhere and he recorded their every move. Here, he's keeping an eerie watch on Sarah at work. She smiled to the customers. Bella, she has to, part of her job. She's in trouble. Did you hear that? She smiled at a customer. I guess she was working fast food. What about it, Chrissy Mazurik? He would go watch the daughter and monitor her at work at a fast food restaurant? He monitored every movement of every female in his household. The two teenage girls, the girl's mother, everything was monitored. He'd shoot out the tires of his wife's car. So she couldn't leave to go grocery shopping. It was a pattern dating back well over a decade of just quick violence and controlling ways. To Dr. Angela Arnold, uh, my knee-jerk reaction, which are you know knee-jerk reactions are normally wrong, but my immediate reaction is to blame the mother because uh, it's her duty to protect the children to keep them away from the father. Of course, I think he's the killer. Their own father murdered them over what? Smiling at a patron at a fast food restaurant? But why didn't the mother say, get them out of there? Nancy, that's, I, I can completely understand why you would feel that way and why your viewers would feel that way. But this is such a, this is such a strong cultural thing. I knew you were going to have a butt in there. So you think cultural indoctrination exonerates yes. the mother from not protecting her children. Okay, that's BS. Go ahead and try to explain yourself. Nancy, think about, think about all of the different... This is a type of intimate partner violence yeah. against women, yeah. isn't it? Think about not all of the women yet. That, are, that are involved in intimate partner violence. Mm-hmm. Nancy, it is so hard to get out of these kind of situations. Mm-hmm. Does she? Did she have any money? Okay, Doctor Angie. Yes, it's one thing if you keep yourself in the relationship and you can't figure out a way out, but it's another thing if you leave your children in it and then they die. And I see it over and over and over: mothers who will not act when their children are in danger. And I say they should be locked up too. Call me harsh, call me wrong, but if you want to stay in it and you can't see your way out of it, that's one thing. But to leave your children in mortal danger, in danger of being murdered, uh, raped, sex assaulted, that's on you, mom. I completely disagree with you on that. What do we know about this family's background? Take a listen to our friends at 5 NBC. They were all American sisters dreaming of college and beyond. Their lives cut short in a taxi cab on New Year's 2008. Prosecutors say at the hands of a father obsessed with possession and control. He controlled his two daughters, Amina Saeed and Sarah Saeed. He controlled what they did, who they talked to, who they could be friends with, if they and who they could date. Dating outside their culture, prosecutors will try to prove drove Yasser Saeed to murder. Drive him to murder. 
And I want to point something else out to you, Dr. Angela Arnold. You may be a renowned psychiatrist, but everything you just said about cultural indoctrination is BS. They may not have that at, at medical school, but I think you can smell it just as well as I can because the mom was American-born. She is American-born and raised in America. She knows that this is wrong. She doesn't have to stay in a relationship or that her children, her girls, don't have to stay in a relationship because of honor. That is complete crap, Dr. Angie. Well, Nancy, how do we know that she wasn't a victim of this violence also? I don't know that she wasn't. You just heard Christy Mazurk state that the father, the husband, would shoot her tires out just when she's trying to go to the grocery store. So obviously she is a victim of domestic violence, but that does not excuse her for leaving her children in it. Hey, you know what? She nearly escaped with the children. Take a listen to our friend Rebecca Lopez, WFAA. In December, their mother, Patricia, decided it was time to take her daughters and leave Saeed. The girls and their mother hid in Oklahoma for a few days. But then on New Year's Eve, Patricia went back to Saeed. Amina begged not to go. Amina said she was never going back. But Patricia insisted. Amina said she was never going back. But the mother, Patricia, insisted that they return. Okay, Christy Missouri, let me understand. They got away. They moved away, but then went back. The mother goes back, even though the children, both now murdered, begged her not to go back. Is that correct, Christy Missouri? That's correct. They fled the state of Texas, rented an apartment under a fake name in Tulsa, but returned back to the area where the father is, where this, you know, domestic violence husband is around New Year's Eve, and the mother's family is still baffled by it. You can ask them today. They have no reason why they returned. You know, to you, Dr. Angela Arnold, uh, again, I think you're totally wrong, but she did escape. And then she went back. Does she need a man that badly that she's willing to subject her children to this? Nancy, there was, in part of the violence that she has been suffering all these years, which I'm sure she has, he has worked on her brain. And she was able to escape for a minute, but she never really escaped psychologically from his hold that he had over her. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I don't believe it's as black and white because, Nancy, I've, I've taken care of these kind of women. Really? Yes. It is so hard to even convince them to leave. I have tried to teach women, always have a little money stashed away, something in your car, so that if in the middle of the night you have to run, you've got some money, you've got your keys. That's all well and good, and I agree with you. I worked nine years at the Better Women's Center as a volunteer. I wasn't even getting paid for it. Yes, I know that, but when you leave your children in it, to hell with you. 
they can both play gin rummy with Satan for all I care. Well, I do believe, Nancy, I feel sorry for the mother. I, re- I really do. I feel sorry for her, too, but that does not remove the responsibility from her. She put these children right back into the frying pan. She gets them out of the fire and throws them into the frying pan. I mean, to you, John Gard, Chief Deputy Pitt County Sheriff's Office, your expertise is domestic violence. I have no doubt in my mind the mother was being abused. I have no doubt. But to bring the children back into this, knowing what could happen? Yeah, um, that's, it's difficult to understand, but, but it's, not, it's not uncommon. I mean, the, when we talk about the level of control once you're embedded into a relationship like that and you're isolated, uh, I, I know it's tough to understand. And I would dare say that we look at the thousands and thousands and thousands of women that are murdered over the years in the context of intimate partner violence. I dare say there's many of them that went back thinking they were going to be killed. A lot of times there is a ton of manipulation that never makes it out in the, the press. Now, we are able to see that in a lot of the cases we investigate because of a lot of the things we monitor and have access to that maybe the media may not. But uh, this is absolutely not not uncommon. But I, I don't think she planned on this. No, I don't think she planned it. But yeah. it's just like picking up a loaded gun and pointing it and oh, shooting yeah. it. Wow, I didn't plan to kill Jackie, but oops, she's yeah. dead. You bring the children back into a violent situation. What do you think is going to happen? Even though, again, same story, second verse, same as the first. He promised he'd, quote, change. So mom drags the children over their tearful begging back to dad. Take a listen to Rebecca Lopez, WFAA. On January 1st, Saeed forced the girls to go with him to dinner alone. Police say he drove them in a taxi cab he was borrowing from a friend to the Omni Hotel in Irving and shot his daughters. Amina was shot twice in the chest. Sarah, the younger daughter, in the back seat was shot nine times. Sarah managed to call 911 for help. She names her father as her killer. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. 
Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. To you, Dr. Angela Arnold, what does it tell you that the girls were shot multiple times? He didn't kill them. He killed them 11 times over. Oh, he was so angry. It was all of his anger coming out. And I can't even imagine the thoughts that this man must have going through his head to be able to to think the way he does about these girls. These are his flesh and blood. And every ounce of his anger towards them. And you know what else, Nancy? He was going to make sure that they never got away again. In his mind, Christy Mazurk, what were they doing wrong? They were becoming, quote, too American. His words. Well, why in the hay does he have them live in America if he doesn't want them to become Americans? They are Americans. Correct. Born and raised here. Daughters of an American-born mother. But they were becoming too Americanized dating outside of the Muslim culture. Talk about premonitions. Take a listen to our friend Maria Guerrero. Connie Maggio broke down on the stand identifying autopsy photographs of her nieces, saying a frantic Amina told her this the day of the murders. She didn't want to go back home. Um, She'd rather be dead than ever go back there. To you, Christy Mazurek, they, the two girls, the teen girls, Stated point blank, I'd rather be dead than live with my father again. And it wasn't just because he hated them becoming Americanized. There was more to their hatred of their father. Isn't that true, Christine Zurich? For sure. It dates back almost a decade before the killings. In 1998, both girls accused their dad of sexually abusing them. And their mother even swore in an affidavit that the allegations were true. Oh, there's the mom again, the enabler. Take a listen to William Joy, WFAA. Detectives say Sarah and Amina told police when they were younger that Saeed had sexually abused them. Police believe he was angry they were dating non-Muslim boys. Sarah was able to call 911 and name her father as her killer before she died. Let me understand, the sex abuse had been when, Christy Mazurik? 1998. So that places the girls at what age when they were being sex abused? About seven and eight years old. Okay. The mother who moves the girls back into this horrible and fatal situation 
says at the time when they're seven and eight years old that the dad was sex abusing them. Uh, to Troy Slayton joining us, high profile lawyer out of LA, the father should have been put in jail right then for sex abusing the children. So often the mothers turn the other way and they, and I know this from experience, they don't want to out the father as a child molester. So they protect the dad and not their own children. But here you have the mom corroborating the girl's story, but nothing was done. I hear you, Nancy, but there are reports that the the daughters, who may very well have been victims of sexual abuse, recanted their statements to investigators that they were sexually abused. I've actually had that happen, a recantation on the stand in front of the jury. Which is why I would have a problem in this case to have the judge admit that evidence because it's, it's again, not reliable. I went forward in that case and the jury returned a guilty verdict and I would do it again because at this young age, seven, eight, nine years old, if the medical doctor states that the child has been sex assaulted, which is easy to tell, if an eight-year-old girl no longer has a hymen, someone has assaulted her. And I would be very curious as to the circumstances surrounding the recantation. Was it to daddy's defense attorney? Why did the child recant? Was she beaten? Was she coached? Because you've got two children and a mother saying they were sex abused. You've got physical evidence that would show sex abuse. And they named the father. But nothing was done. The mom put the children back in the home. And now they're dead. So what can an attorney, a defense attorney, possibly say take a listen to sean robert fox 14 defense attorneys countered no eyewitness or surveillance cameras captured the father at the crime scene and claimed the government focused on him because he was muslim the state wants to convict yasser for being a muslim in 2008 because the evidence will show that the evidence will not support convictions for capital murders today Okay, wait a minute. Did he actually just say that the state is prosecuting the dad for being a Muslim in 2008? Oh, okay. Hold on just a moment. Um, isn't it true, Christy Mazurik, that simultaneous with the two girls' homicides, the dad leaves town and goes on the lam for 12 years? Yes. In fact, he was one of the FBI's most wanted for over a decade before his arrest in 2020. To Dr. Jeffrey M. Jensen, Professor of Forensic Pathology, Director of Autopsies and Forensic Services, Dr. Jensen, multiple gunshot wounds at close range on two unarmed teen girls. What does that tell you about the mindset of the killer? Well, again, it uh, implies that there is a close connection with the individuals. Um, uh, when we see extensive trauma, uh, many times that is the result of the individual, the assailant knowing the victim and attempting to um, uh, basically uh, destroy their image as well as uh, their lives. Uh, Nancy, I've been aware of these um, honor crimes uh, since 2002 when I was involved in an international conference in Jordan. And it was uh, 
it was sponsored by actually the Queen Al Abdullah and the medical examiner in uh, Jordan. And they were first to start to actively publicize these uh, deaths, which basically account for about 60% of all female homicide cases in Jordan. I'm sorry, would you say that again, Dr. Jensen? Yes, the honor crimes in 2004 in uh, in Jordan um, accounted for 60% of all female homicides in that country. Since then, because of the actions of the medical examiner and the um, uh, the queen, um, th- these have come to light and there is more scrutiny. Um, in, J- in Jordan, there was actually a law that allowed uh, lenient p- uh, penal types of sentences for individuals who perpetrated on our crimes. And uh, this is an interesting case because Fathers are uh, only involved in about 12% of the honor crimes. Most of these are committed by the brother of the individuals who basically, uh, I would assume, is assigned by the, the, um, the, the parent to, um, to perform the, the honor killing. Um, and most of these, these uh, young women are between 15 and, and 45. Wow. You know, uh, Dr. Jensen, you just laid a lot of information on me. The Queen of Jordan and the medical, a medical examiner there bring to light that then, 2004, 60% of all female homicides were honor killings. That's amazing to me. And the fact that we know of 5,000 a year honor killings it's so distressing. I've been aware that they uh, recently there have been honor crimes or honor killings coming to light across the United States. I know of one in New York, uh, New York State, uh, one in Oklahoma, uh, and I really wasn't aware of this one in Texas until uh, we started discussing this case. That's right. So it's now a trend that has caught hold in the U.S., Speaking of the father's uh, mysterious disappearance simultaneous to his daughter's murder, take a listen to our friends at WFAA. It's been nearly 13 years since police say Yasser Saeed killed his 17- and 18-year-old daughters, Sarah and Amina, on New Year's Day. This man brutally murdered, shot to death, his two daughters in his taxi cab. Wednesday, Irving police joined the FBI to announce that after thousands of tips and six years on the FBI's top 10 most wanted list, Saeed had been captured in Justin, Texas in Denton County. We have tirelessly followed every lead, never losing faith or hope that we would one day locate and arrest Yasser Saeed. I pray to God that justice prevails, the trial ongoing. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.